This is the Big Pond. This is Barrett Mason reporting from San Antonio, Texas. They always put in the church bulletin that we have these meetings, and we seldom attract one new visitor. 83-year-old Glenn Gettler is president of the Texas German Society, with 20 chapters scattered among East Texas towns. But his North Houston group struggles to attract new members. And uh, I'm just curious why there's not more interest, uh, since we have the meetings right there, and they go to church there, you know. Between 1820 and World War I, nearly 6 million Germans emigrated to America, but in 2017, only about 5,000 bothered to make the trip. So if Germans don't come to America anymore, what happens to German-American heritage societies, those fun-loving booster clubs that help keep the culture alive? After all, some 50 million German-Americans live in the U.S. today, more than any other ancestry. Industrious people who brought us bowling, the Christmas tree, frankfurters, and kindergarten. In the mid-1800s, Germans were the third biggest ethnic group in Texas, digging in to settle that state alongside Anglos and Hispanics. Earliest settlers arrived in the 1830s, around the time of the Texas Revolution. Texas joined the Union in 1845. In the 1840s, the Adelsverein, the German immigration company, helped to plunk thousands of wide-eyed Germans in the middle of raw, brushy Texas, some next door to Comanche country. But Professor Emeritus of German at the University of Texas at San Antonio, Dr. Christopher Wickham, says Germans survived because they were pragmatic. The Adelsverein are interested in negotiation. They're not interested in confrontation. They're interested in coexistence and cooperation with the native population. Unlike Anglos, most Germans honored treaties with the Indians. Hard-nosed and determined, they were abstemious, despite their love of beer. They were anti-slavery, pro-education, and communities hosted neither paupers nor millionaires. Local elections lasted days. Everyone would vote. By the 1850s, German was the second dominant language next to Spanish. Germans established early public schools, Lutheran churches, and German-language newspapers, even bringing intellectualism to outposts like Sisterdale. A landmark left by those German immigrants is San Antonio's oldest restaurant, the 101-year-old Shilo's, still serving the best hot split pea soup anywhere. But Shilo's owner, Bill Lyons, says German food today is a tough sell. The Germans, they eat a lot of real stout food, and a lot of people are more health conscious today. So we've added some salads, some lighter menu items to try to appeal to people that are more health conscious than they used to be. And like German food, German culture here has lost its preeminence. We're right in the center of Hispanic America, And so breakfast tacos seem to be popular everywhere. Daughter Elizabeth Lyons Houston wants millennials to walk in and demand a plate of bratwurst. I see that San Antonio is in this very pivotal moment of change, probably the biggest since Hemisphere 1968. As a young professional, that was really exciting to me to uh, be a part of that. Um, So I saw opportunity here. Millennials love authentic experiences, and both restaurants, Sheila's and Casario, give an authentic experience. 
They also have nitro coffee, which Houston has added to the menu next to the root beer. After the two world wars, Texan Germans underwent a forced assimilation, pushing the culture deeper into the shadows. In the post-war years of the 50s and 60s, immigration picked up and nosedived. In 1890, San Antonio was one-third German. San Antonio's 151-year-old Beethoven Hall is where those German settlers got together. It's home to the Beethoven Manor Corps, a big backyard beer garden, a pub, and their German-American cultural center, the Kusthaus, where they offer language lessons. President of Beethoven Hall Klaus Haida moved to San Antonio in the 1960s. He almost wasn't president. And to that time, the director of the choir said, "Well, you know, the Beethoven is probably going to go down the drain because there's not enough German immigration anymore." And、uh, it's hard to find singers, German, and it's hard to find members. And but new members are coming from unusual places. Neighborhood locals like Rebecca Rodriguez are discovering the old Beethoven Hall. Enchanted by its charm, she enrolled her son in the Kinderkorps. I thought it would be good for him to learn other languages for one, because he does Spanish and English at school, and then here he comes and sings in German. But at the same time, I also thought that it would be great to. Broaden his horizons, you know. Learn about new different cultures and different things. That way, one day maybe I can take him to Germany and he can talk to the people for me because I don't speak German either. Along with the beer, they expect it.、Yeah. If you don't have it, they don't show up. Beethoven Hall is in Southtown, just south of an invigorated downtown. Newly gentrified, it's where the hipsters dine in cool cafes, tucked among neighborhood art galleries. So suddenly, Beethoven Hall is part of a pub crawl. Language lessons are given at the Kusthaus with students like Angelica Rocha, who yearn to connect with their German heritage. We're living in a, in a time and in, in society that a lot of people study Spanish. Why German? I used to speak German till I was four. Then I was not allowed to speak German, nor Spanish. Born in Bremen, she came to the U.S. with her parents when she was a tot. But she wants to speak German when she visits family. The toughest part is the article the. No. She pounds away at her dirty dos just to forge the connection. There are about sixteen Texas German organizations of various kinds, but Beethoven Hall's Diana Kreisa says clubs that don't own a property struggle, and because of it, they never seem to have enough money to do anything, and they're not as cohesive. They're, they don't work together. They don't really do much to get new members, and they are fading away. And I think that having this place and the responsibility—I mean, we really have to have garden events to make money to cover the bills. So, having a physical foothold is、uh, critical to keep the clubs going.、Mm-hmm. I think indefinitely is. Austin's German Texan Heritage Society are owners of an elegant two-story building blocks from downtown's state capital. Uh, because we have a historical building in the middle of Austin, which is unique, because we have gardens and it's a beautiful site. You know, people are drawn here. German settlers built the white brick building in 1857. Director Christopher Markley says they inherited it from a doctor, along with his 27 dachshunds. But Vice President Yanis Gonzer says their 1,000-person membership had dwindled to about 375. Uh, I have a tech background, so for me it was very interesting. When I said, "I I, I got a specific skill set,"、uh, we created a new website which was needed. So we went through that, and then we started doing、uh, more regular campaigns on social media, and we were able to to capture a lot more of the younger crowds.
Markley says their search for new members was on, expanded to the most unlikely types. So one night, we had Rock Oktoberfest, which was at Mohawk, which is a heavy metal bar right next to us. And then we had our traditional Oktoberfest, and then we invited Chair of Charlie's to come along. So each group or each member next to our uh, location got to play with us, mm-hmm. and we got to play with them in the certain of Oktoberfest, and we were going to expand that. And I call it expanding beyond our walls. Uh, let's reach out to the community to include them and get different, different demographics. You'll, at our Oktoberfest, you will see the normal, traditional lederhosen and doodles. At the same time, you'll see somebody with lederhosen that is a punk rocker with a mohawk on his head and tattooed. Today, they've topped 500 members, which includes Germans. Actually, a lot of the Germans that are around the Austin area are actually living in Austin. Uh, because of the high-tech community, a lot of them are expats. Uh, they actually are at the University of Texas as well, because we have a lot of colleges around here. So either they're here for work, they're coming for the university, or their parents have migrated over. But history is fixed, and one group that cannot grow, no matter what they do, is the Berlin United States Military Veterans Association. Jerry Bryson is membership director. In 1965, Bryson was part of the Berlin Brigade, a U.S. Army private. He went to support the American presence in Cold War Germany. We were in a Cold War situation in Berlin where it was mostly just, uh, you know, hoping something didn't break out. His group of Cold War veterans could soak up the sun in Hawaii or Bermuda, but instead they make a pilgrimage to Berlin, honoring those who served to reunite and reminisce. Being assigned to the Berlin Brigade was uh, a a kind of a plum assignment, but the biggest challenge, you know, as far as uh, membership director is uh, not only finding members, but retaining them. About 2,800 veterans have belonged to the association. Seems like the younger generation are just not the joiners that the ones from the uh, World War II and Korean era and Vietnam era. The challenge that Glenn Gettler faces of age and attrition. Today, they have less than 800. Our membership uh, eligibility ended in 96. So, of course, there's no one else assigned to the Berlin Brigade after that era anyway. One day, the association will end, simply a function of father time. But one German organization that is growing is the New Braunfels Worst Fest, a 50-year-old 10-day festival begun to promote local sausage makers. Attendance is about 200,000 people. Hang out, eat food, have a drink, relax. Uh, love the beer garden atmosphere because it forces you to meet people and they interact with everybody. So. I rose it, I rose it, Mason Etheridge wears his light blue and white Oktoberfest costume. Yeah, I actually bought it at a Halloween store, but the, but the outfit itself, it's the traditional Bavarian flag. Oktoberfest and Christmas markets are the rare occasion you'll see German costumes in Texas, but at worst fest, you'll also see the German traits of order and discipline. Beer is, is a major, probably a major part of it, but uh, there's a lot of, a lot of community. And this is a very sort of disciplined, it's not, you know, rowdy or... Yes, definitely. What I also like is everybody's just here to have a good time, no bad vibes. It's more communal and friendly. 
Very civilized, yes. Worstfest Grand Opa Michael Meeks says, while raising money for charities, organizers support American-German relations. Our founder, Prince Carl, his grave was in disrepair. And so we collected funds here in New Braunfels and went over there and fixed that up permanently. In fact, we just took over a plaque and finished off that project about two weeks ago. Wow. And I so, just think uh, it's a marvelous way to keep up yeah. a friendship. Yeah, and we're going back over there uh, next April. New Braunfels is named for Braunfels, Germany. In the 150th, back in 1995, we invited 150 people from Braunfels here. And this year, we hope that, that uh, we have 175 go over to Braunfels. Just north of San Antonio, New Braunfels was founded by Prince Karl Solms of the Adelsverein. The tidy little town is part of the German Belt, a crescent of German settlements in central Texas. From these sprung today's singing groups and heritage clubs. 2018 Worstfest president Eric Couch says the state's growing Hispanic population doesn't rival German culture, it helps it. I'm actually a little unique. My father was German. My mother was Hispanic. That's a good blend of what goes on here in New Braunfels itself. But as our world becomes a smaller place, I think we're going to continue to see more of that blending, not just in the German and Hispanic culture, but in lots of cultures. Opa Cesar Castilleja says Hispanics and Germans enjoy an old bond. The music ties us very close together, though. You have the polka, so you have the conjunto. They're very similar. You can ask any of the musicians here that play accordion, play the trumpet. They're going to say, like, well, I can play conjunto, but I can also play polka. But not everyone is happy about such blending. Fourth-generation German Dorothy Schneider says the German language has disappeared from her town. When were you speaking German uh, with your neighbor? About 15 years ago or so? or? Uh, no, 30 years ago. Has New Braunfels changed that much? Yes, ma'am. Because they said New Braunfels was the British part of Texas. Everybody came to New Braunfels. <laughs> Do you like the changes or not? No. Back at Beethoven Hall, leader of the Domencore, Diana Kreese, says German dominance has been toppled. But that's okay, because the new majority Hispanics help make up for it. Some were in the military, and so they have a link to Germany. And others just live in the area and enjoy coming here. The Germans have always been friendly with Mexico. To keep the Domencore singing, they put out the welcome mat to whomever is interested. We had a Chinese doctor for a few years, but her practice got busy. Yeah. She enjoyed singing and, and was happy to be with us. On a cool October night, Joseph Huntington and Stephanie Godfrey relax at the old Beethoven Hall pub. They live in Southtown among the Bauhaus lofts and hotspots, but they enjoy the cozy respite of this place with its dark wood paneling, neon schlitz signs, and photos of stern German forebears. I mean, it's a place where, you know, if you're a member, you get to keep your stein here. Really good service. Um, once a month, there's always uh, some kind of a festivity going on. Mostly, it's kind of like your cheers. You come down and you just talk about, you know, just random stuff of the day. You'll see a lot of the same members. We were at a happy hour across the street and somebody says, oh, there's a German beer club across the street. And my husband says, we are going to check this out before we go. And they said, you can be a member. And he was like, I always wanted to be a member of a beer club. These aren't corporate franchises measuring beer by the thimbleful. Bobby Johnson says Beethoven Hall has meaning. And why do you think it's important to keep a German heritage alive? Because they helped build San Antonio. They're very important. It was in the hill country, too. 
They were such a dominant influence. Absolutely, yes, ma'am. From the 1850s forward, they had the best beer in the whole world, Germans do. Art Weisler's great-great-grandfather came to San Antonio from Munich. He and his wife visit Germany every year. Can you explain Americans' attachment to the old country? I think it's because of the way the world is getting so crazy now. They're going back to the old country where they are more simple and they're not uh, all involved in materialism, like in America. Going to the small towns and they're still like it was way back in the early 1900s. And that's where you like to go? Oh, I love it. Weisler, Johnson, and misty-eyed Americans are looking for something, a search that this German Beethoven Hall Christmas market vendor understands. America does not have its own culture as such, so the different uh, people kind of hold on uh, to a little bit of, of the old culture because people, in, in, uh, they need something to associate with. That's uh, how it is. Uh, people uh, uh, dwell on memories of how it was in the old country a long time ago. German transplant Joseph Viraval says sometimes it's more dramatic over here. I think over here... You are more German than in Germany. <laughs> I'm also in the choir in a German walking group. And when we start our meetings with the German and American national anthem, you never find this in Germany. Glenn Gettler's Texas German Society may struggle to attract new members, but it doesn't mean a complete loss of interest. His sons and grandsons download German language lessons. They explore their ancestry online and are planning a trip to see the ancestral home. So what do 20th century social clubs selling 19th century history contribute to the 21st century? Well, they help Americans understand where they came from. Finding out about that secret past is exciting, you know. They, they get to plug into something larger than themselves. And these jolly groups sell something missing in today's technocratic world, Gemütlichkeit, friendship, warmth, and hospitality needed by any people of any ethnic group in any century. Next door to the symbol of Texas independence, the Alamo, is the historic Menger Hotel, built by those determined 19th century German Texans. Descendant Nancy Menger Drave says the German influence has ebbed, but their unmatched fortitude helped establish San Antonio, and for that, they are remembered. She reads a letter written by her great-grandfather, immigrant Dr. Rudolf Menger, dated October 26, 1869. I have to empty a bottle of wine in hopes that Germany and the United States will exchange ideas. I think it would be to the good of both countries. Mountains and valleys won't come together, but people do. Wunderbar Together. You've been listening to The Big Pod, a series of dialogues between Germans and Americans, coming to you from PRX and the Goethe Institute.